BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. with Easton Hockey Stick at quarterback against the crappy Raiders. Good to see you, my friend. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to you too, Scott. So glad to see you. Obviously, football is fun. We love to make money betting on it, but nothing's more precious you know, than our health, and I'm really glad that you're healed back up and you're back here healthy and with Thanks, us. Buddy. And certainly excited to go through all these games over the next hour. And you're right, Easton Hockey Stick is taking over quarterback <laughs> for the Chargers, and this is, a, this is a kind of going to be a pathetic game, but if you bet some of these props, maybe you'll have a little bit of fun if they end up cashing. I think hockey Hockey stick's going to be running around a little bit. Um, so one of the sharpest bets on the board this week, we've been waiting for it all week ever since we heard he was announced up, was his rushing yardage prop. And we were getting in on this as soon as it opened and hitting it as frequently as possible. We got some good numbers. I think it's up to producer Sam said he was just trying to bet it. He was up to like 21 and a half now. Might be getting a little bit rich. I would be looking at some alts, some books that offer like 25 plus or 30 plus and just hope that you get lucky there uh, but certainly we're going to need some rushing upside because there's not much else that this Chargers offense is going to be able to do except for dump the ball off to Austin Eckler out of the backfield or attempt to throw the ball to Quinton Johnson I don't think either of those are bad looks Easton Stick has had a lot of reps he's been around the NFL he plays a lot in the preseason so it's not like some young kid who is starting for his first time but make no bones about it he's not going to look pretty out here it's going to look pretty ugly now, on the other side of the field you got Aiden O'Connell who 
he's about to be on the verge of getting benched. Obviously, some of his unders from a props perspective were good looks earlier this week because there's a chance that they might actually pull this guy middle of the game. If that doesn't happen, it's probably because they've just had a lot of success running the football. I don't yet know, maybe you do, Scott, if we're going to see RB1 up for the Raiders in Josh Jacobs. I don't know if he's been cleared to go or not, but he hasn't practiced yet this week with a knee injury. Um, and so we're looking at just some difficult situations here. I don't think we're going to see a lot of points. Uh, this certainly isn't a great showcase game for the NFL. My guess is Al Michaels might fall asleep at one point during this game <laughs> late, uh, but there's no doubt about it. Uh, this is kind of just setting the table. We just have to survive in advance. There are better games on the docket ahead. If I was in the uh, ICU after my heart exploded uh, and this game was on, I probably would have passed away that night. I don't think Josh Jacobs is playing. We know Keenan Allen isn't playing. Uh, I'm not buying Antonio Pierce. I also, I want to get your opinion on Orange Sherbert. This guy goes down with another broken finger. He shut down for the year. And even when he played, even when he was healthy, he never wins. He is the most overpaid, overhyped quarterback in the NFL. He does not win games. And that coach of theirs is going to be the first guy fired on Black Monday. Yeah, I, I guess if he lasts, I mean, I don't, uh, let's hope he does for his sake. Um, you don't want to get fired in season if at all possible. Uh, but to your point with Antonio Pierce, this Raiders team has been one of the most run heavy teams. Actually, they are the most run heavy since he took over uh, from Josh McDaniels getting fired. And what that has actually led to, though they are run heavy, what it's led to is actually a higher rate of having to deal with third downs. They have the most third down attempts of any team in the NFL since he was hired because his strategy is just leading them to the path of not being able to bypass third downs, having to convert third downs. It makes everything more difficult for the offense, but he seemingly doesn't care. Um, I think it's hilarious that there's a thought process that he should keep this job. We've seen how many times have we seen coaches come in, they take over, they get a bump a couple of games, and then they aren't able to do anything. I, I don't think his philosophy is sound to actually win games long-term in the NFL, to just trying to run the ball a lot on early downs and try to convert on third down. That doesn't win games in the NFL, but that's what his core tenant seems to be. As it relates to Justin Herbert, I mean, I, I don't know anymore with this Chargers team. At first, it was I was all on, like, let's get a new offensive coordinator in here because it's just not working. Then we got a new offensive coordinator in here, and then we don't have the receivers. All the receivers are getting injured. You lose Mike Williams. You don't have a deep threat. The draft pick Quinton Johnston, even though I think there's a good chance he goes over 27 and a half receiving yards tonight just because there's nobody else out there. Uh, he was a horrible draft pick. Terrible. Like, he can't get anything accomplished down the field. Uh, he has to work underneath, which actually might work against this Raiders team the way that they play defense. But their draft picks haven't been good at the receiver position to surround him with any talent. Um, and, and then there's just the coaching and the way that he's executing the offense as well. Plus, he's dealing with injuries. He seems to get 
injured every single season. This hasn't worked out well for him. I still think when he's completely healthy, I'd love to see what he could do with some good weapons out there because I think how he spins the ball and how he processes defenses does work in the NFL, but there's just always certain things that are going around him that have not worked out perfectly, and I don't blame you for being a little frustrated with, like, at some point, you just have to step up and carry this team on your shoulders, whoever's around you. It doesn't matter. Just win some games, and he never is able to do that. We welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Channel 159, our satellite partners all over the Southern Hemisphere and Sports Byline, and their great radio affiliates out of San Francisco. We're talking to the one and only Warren Sharp at the MGM National Harbor, per usual, on a Thursday on Pharrell Coast to Coast. I want to ask you, uh, that game last week, that 3 nothing abortion uh, of a football game, but that was the worst football game I've ever seen in my life. Well, it was gross. The only regret I have, I took the first half under in the Jets game against the Texans. It was 0-0 nice. zero zero at halftime. Nice. Absolutely snoozer, loved it. And I did not end up firing on the under in that Minnesota Raiders game, and that was on my list of things to do, and we just never ended up emptying our tank on that one. And certainly, that was a regrettable experience because uh, while it would be terrible to have to watch that game. It's lovely to watch a game like that when you're winning a bet at the same time. So uh, that would have been a rocking chair winner from start to finish. Had a great week. Don't necessarily hate it. It's just I should have been on my card. It's definitely an error on my part for not taking it. It's gross. The way those defenses play, though, they do give the offenses something more to think about. They're not vanilla cookie-cutter defenses. They're playing a different strategy and a different style. Uh, and I think we're going to see a little bit of that slowdown East and stick tonight because the way the Raiders sit back and play that coverage defense. When we come back, we're going to talk about the refs in the NFL, plus that great game between the Cowboys and Bills. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
to the BetMGM Sportsbook and Lounge at the National Harbor MGM. Warren Sharp with us on SportsGrid TV, Sirius XM, Channel 159, all of our affiliates. Uh, hey, Warren, so Roger Goodell was quoted as saying that the NFL refs are doing an extraordinary job. And I don't think 20% of the players in the NFL would agree with that. No, I don't think the players like the refs. Uh, I don't think the fans like the refs. Even the announcers during the games don't seem to like the refs as they call out the different things that the refs are doing wrong. There's ways to fix this to improve it. And here's my opinion, right? Owners of each team come out, they select their coaches, the coaches help select the players, and those represent that team. Those represent the team to the public and to the world. Refs represent the NFL. They work for the NFL. That's what we see when we tune into games. What is being represented by the NFL is the refs. And there's a lot of improvement that needs to be made for us to actually feel like these refs are doing a good job and that the games are above board. Roger Goodell is so concerned with how uh, impropriety appears and, uh, you know, is there going to be a sky judge? Could he be phoning in phony calls? We already see all the calls on TV. We want the calls to be right and we want them to be administered quickly so that we can then watch, get back to watching the plays occur on the field. The worst thing is when the calls are wrong. So a few different changes. Number one, they absolutely have to get these refs to be full-time year-round and study up in the offseason. That's not going to make all the calls correct, but when they know the rule book better and when they have better opportunities to apply those rules in practice, they can get better. And so how can they apply it when the games aren't being played? Simple. Create simulations. If we can send astronauts into simulators to study up how to get to Mars, why don't we put refs in simulators and grade them? Put them through games in simulations. Have them make the calls. Have crowd noise pumping, booing, and jeering and sneering at them when they make the wrong calls. Get them really set up to have success by going through simulations of games themselves frequently. In addition, once you get them on full-time, you pay them a little bit better. I think we need to hire more refs. Everybody says, oh, we're criticizing the refs. Nobody wants to ref games anymore at the youth level. We don't have a farm, good farm system to bring them up. My opinion, pay the refs more because the leagues are making a ton of money. Hire more refs, and that way when you got more refs in your stable, you can bench some of them when they're terrible. Like midseason, right. if a guy's bad for a couple a game or two, sit him on the pine. We don't want this guy refing games for a few weeks. Make him uh, kind of answer those critical questions after the games as to why he called things wrong, and then have to face the music and actually sit on the bench like real players do. And then last but not least, you got to have a quicker way to get another party administering some of these replay reviews make these changes in real time a lot quicker have the sky judge pumping in things to this ref's ear so that he can make the changes on the field quicker when there's a penalty uh, allow some of these penalties to be challenged I'm not saying challenge every single penalty but incorporate that a little bit I know Belichick had that idea a little while ago there are ways to make refereeing better and there can be things that make us feel better about the refs and I don't think the NFL is trying hard enough in those regards you know I I got to just add to this. Don't you feel like there's nothing worse than uh, when a game's over and the next day the 
story isn't the game or the players or how they won. It's about the refs. Uh, when games turn into the refs are the news after the game and the next day, the NFL has a problem on their hands, and it's every week that the refs have become a bigger story than the games. It's unfortunate, but that's absolutely what's happening. And there's, it's not just us in the media talking about it, pumping it up. It's, it's people see it on TV at home. I mean, we're talking about it because we see it too. We're not like creating narratives out of nothing when we're talking about the refs being terrible. But the NFL just needs to step it up on their end, find ways to improve it, think outside the box a little bit, get more of these guys into it, pay them a little bit more. Uh, I'm pro ref. I'm pro good ref. Like, let's get great refs to call these games. Let's officiate these things better than we are right now. Hey, how are the Bills uh, turning it around? They're clearly playing better football right now. They are playing better football, but here's one thing that they have to be careful with when they go up against the Dallas Cowboys, and that is their utilization of this 12 personnel. Now, let's pretend that Dalton Kincaid is cleared and is playing, because I think today he was practicing in a red non-contact shirt. So, if he actually plays, this team last week, when they got Dawson Knox back, went back to their roots that they started the season, utilizing heavy 12 personnel. They used two tight ends in there quite frequently. I think they only went 11 personnel on early downs in the first three quarters of that game at 38%, which was the lowest usage of 11 personnel since week four. Now, the offense is more successful when they utilize 11 personnel, but they want to use 12. Fine, use a little bit of 12. The key, though, is you got to pass the ball out of the 12 personnel sets. You got to run the ball out of the 11 personnel sets because I have the splits without regurgitating them off my sheet of paper. I can just simply tell you that the offense is significantly worse when they're trying to run James Cook out of 12 personnel like they did last week a little bit. He had some explosive runs. Those all came out of 11. When they tried to run him out of 12, it was not successful. And here's the key as it relates to this weekend against the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense has been tear, torn apart when teams throw the ball out of 12 personnel sets against them. But they have much more success defending 11 personnel. So it works right in line with what's best for the Buffalo Bills. It's okay you want to use your 12 personnel. Sean McDermott likes to use 12. Let's go ahead and use it, but let's use it to deceive the defense, get them to play heavier personnel, and then we're going to pass out of those 12 personnel packages on early downs. It's a must-win game for the Buffalo Bills. They cannot afford to have inefficient play calls. On the other side of the ball, I'm really interested to see how Dak Prescott looks out here in the environment of Buffalo in December. I know it's not going to be as terrible as some of the weather is going to be elsewhere in the country this weekend or could potentially be uh, present in Buffalo in December normally. It's actually going to be not too bad from a there's not going to be rain. I don't think the wind's going to be too bad either and the temp's not horrible. But Dallas has not played very many of these games outdoors in these environments, and I think that that's going to be really interesting to see how they balance it, especially now that they are turning into a very pass-first offense. He's been carving teams up lately. Uh, do you think he'll be able to do it to this suddenly uh, woke Bills defense? I mean, they look different in the last couple of weeks, even the Philly game that they should have won but didn't. That defense is suddenly for real again. 
Yeah, but they've lost two guys now. I mean, we'll have to see if they if AJ Epinesa or uh, Micah Hyde are able to play in this one. But if they're down both of those guys, it does change up things in the secondary a lot uh, and how they defend uh, the linebacker, how the linebackers defend the tight ends, how they throw the ball over the middle of the field a little bit for Dallas attacking the slot a little bit more. So um, I, I think it's going to be a challenge. This offense is not going to look like the well-oiled machine that puts up 35 to 40 points at home with regularity but I will note this when we're looking at road to home splits for the Cowboys early on in the season this offense looked very different even at home than they do right now they have turned things around with the deploying more 11 personnel passing the ball at higher rates their offense just looks a lot different right now in general I think they'll have some success but it's not going to look anything like it does at home you know I thought the Rams played great in Baltimore now they have Washington in LA do you think they'll continue to play well yeah, I mean, how, how did the Rams go to Baltimore? In the pouring down rain, they're a dome team from California, and they put up 30 points in this game. They put up 30 points for three straight games. I don't think people realize how beat up this team was earlier on in the season. They were down without Cup for the first four weeks. Then Stafford has a hip injury. Then they're down. They're starting running back Kyron Williams. With all three of these guys back, they're going to be able to pour on points at home against this Washington Commanders defense. When we come back, Warren's going to dole out some of his picks and some of his props on coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is The Lion's Share, brought to you by BetMGM. The college football pick-up challenge that BetMGM's got going is bigger than Santa Claus. It's bigger than Christmas. It's bigger than Hanukkah. It's bigger than the Dow going over 37. Honestly, they're giving their customers the opportunity to win a grand prize of up to 25 large, 25 grand. 
if you can predict the most college bowl games against the spread correctly out of eligible users. Log on to the Sportsbook app on iOS or Play Store on Android or visit BetMGM.com. Hit the Promotions tab. Go to the College Football Bowl Pick'em Challenge. And it's one entry per customer permitted. Customers do not need to make all their selections at once. You can make your selections on the games up until kickoff for each game. You got to get it in before they kick off the ball. That's all you got to remember. Customers will have a chance to win up to 25 grand if they predict the most games, the most bowl games against the spread correctly out of the eligible users. I mean, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened, I think, in modern history. I mean, BetMGM just giving away money left and right. College Bowl Pick'em Challenge, are you kidding me? When I found out about that, I wanted to change my name so I could enter. I'm not allowed to do it because I work at SportsGrid, but I'm going to enter as Chuck Feinstein. See how I do against the spread. All right, back to the Warren's like, who's Chuck Feinstein? Uh, anyway, uh, let's go back to the uh, MGM National Harbor and Warren's picks for this week. I want to start with a prop in tonight's game in Vegas. Yeah, this is not by far my strongest bet of the week, but it is something that probably is worth a little bit. And, and that's just because what else are they going to do? Uh, when in doubt, you know, what else are you going to do? When you don't have any receivers, you're going to have to throw the ball to Quinton Johnson. And his receiving yards prop was at 27 and a half. I'm sure we're going to get flashed up here what the current number is uh, and see if I still like it at that. But I think Quinton Johnson's going to have some success. Uh, I don't like him as a prospect. I think that he was overdrafted. But who else are you going to throw the football to? Um, and I don't think they're going to have a ton of success running the ball. So Easton Six probably going to have to push the ball down the field a little bit. Quinton Johnston over 27 and a half receiving yards tonight. Look, Easton Stick threw it to him a couple times last week. Uh, he was the most targeted player on the team. Uh, he had a team's, ran a team high 26 pass routes with Stick in the game. Had 79 receiving yards last week. So uh, this is a low number for a reason because we don't know what we're going to get out of Stick this passing attack or Johnson if he's going to come down with any of these balls. But one thing that the Raiders do, they sit back, they play coverage, they try to take away some of the deeper stuff. Well, guess what? That allows the best opportunities to throw the ball underneath, and that's where Quinton Johnson is actually at his best is underneath. All right, let's talk about this game at Ford Field between the Broncos and the Lions. Couple things here. One, the Broncos have been playing great football. Sean Payton has done a hell of a job turning them around. They mean business all of a sudden. Meanwhile, on the other side, Detroit has looked terrible the last couple of weeks. The Packer game, then it got worse against the Bears. I thought uh, the game at Soldier Field for them was basically an atrocity. I don't know what's happened to them, but they had bet it right at home at Ford Field. Or they're going to start being uh, considered a joke heading into the game. I loved the game last week that the Lions played because I was on the Bears plus the points, so that was a lot of fun for me personally. Uh, but I will say, I think they do rebound here at home, and I think that their offense comes to play and looks a lot better. Before we get into that, let's talk about the underdog that's going to be chasing them, in my opinion, and that's the Denver Broncos here. This Denver Broncos team, as guys at Sharp Football Analysis, my buddies Ray and Rich like to say, this is a James Harden-style offense. This is layups and threes. That's what this offense looks like. The Denver Broncos throw the ball at the high 
highest rate to running backs since their week seven bye when they've had their offensive resurgence. They've thrown 34% of their passes to running backs. That's by far the highest rate in the NFL. And you know who stinks defending running back passes? That's the Detroit Lions. They rank dead last in EPA per attempt and yards per attempt to running back passes since week seven. So I think those running back passes that the Broncos throw and they throw the ball to the running backs at the highest rate in the NFL, those will have some success. Then the other thing they do is they shoot threes. They step back, they shoot those threes. Russell Wilson throws those moon balls down the field. They throw the ball down the field. The number two highest rate of passes go 20 plus yards down the field. So again, high rate to running backs, high rate deep down the field. And guess who stinks defending deep balls since week seven? You guessed it, the Denver, uh, the Detroit Lions defense. They rank number 32 against 15 plus yard passes down the field since week seven. So they're terrible defending those. The other thing that I think we're going to get a benefit for uh, when we're looking at the over in this game is that since week seven, no, you look at the final score and the Denver Broncos haven't put up a ton of points. That's not because they're not getting into the red zone. They're actually making from a drive by drive basis the third most trips into the red zone. The problem is they've got the third worst touchdown rate when they get into the red zone. Guess who they go up against this week? The Lions rank dead last in red zone touchdown rate. They're allowing 76% of opponent trips into the red zone to convert into touchdowns. That's exactly what the doctor ordered for this Denver Broncos offense. I think they'll make trips and they'll score. So why don't I just take the Broncos? Well, because I like the over. I think the Lions are going to have a ton of success running the football as well. I'll have another prop on that moment but this Lions team is having success on the ground even against a top 10 Bears defense in two of their last three games they were still being productive on the ground I think you're going to have a ton of success this Broncos run defense is legitimately the worst in the NFL and they've played a cupcake schedule the last three weeks they played three straight games against run offenses that rank below average including the number 31 ranked run offense of the Chargers last week I didn't think the Chargers were going to have any success not because the Broncos run defense is good but because the Chargers stink at running the football right now and no surprise they didn't have success last week running it that is not going to be the case here I think the Lions are going to be able to run it early and often and you mentioned their defense hasn't looked great well sorry the Lions offense hasn't looked great well in part that's because they played a couple games on the road coming back home having the ability to run the football and then having the ability to throw the ball to Laporta at tight end where the Broncos ranked number 31 defending tight end passes I think it's going to make Jared Goff feel very comfortable and have a lot of success let's get to that prop Scott that I like here I like Jameer Gibbs longest rush attempt over 13 and a half yards I think this one is one of the better bets on the board this week. Now, I don't love minus 160 in juice. Uh, I would be okay if they upped this to 14 and a half, and I'd still look to take his rushing attempt over there. When you look at what Jameer Gibbs is able to do on the ground, number one, I already commented, this run defense for the Broncos is terrible. They've only stepped up two other times this year, and they've been absolutely shredded on the ground in both of those games. In addition to that, Forget the Chargers game last week. Look at every single game prior to that back all the way to week two. There has been a running back in every single one of those games that has gone with a longest rush attempt of 15 plus yards in every single game. And in fact, in three out of the last five games, 
two running backs from the same team have gone over their longest rushing prop against this Denver Broncos run defense. It is worse than you can imagine, I assure you. And I think both Montgomery and Gibbs are going to have some success. And especially if they're playing with a lead, the Denver Bron uh, the Detroit Lions are playing with a lead, more opportunities for them to run the football here. So I, I like that. I also think coming back, this isn't on the uh, script, but I'll just go off script for a second. Watch out for Russell Wilson rushing the football. In the last three games that he's lost, he's cleared his rushing prop with ease. They're supposed to lose this game. Money's been coming in on the Detroit Lions here. I think Russell Wilson will scramble a little bit, run the football a little bit here. I think he goes over his rushing total as well. So the one thing that I've noticed about that uh, Lions team, it's amazing to me, like when I got the speed of, of Jamison Williams and Gibbs, Christ Almighty, I'm giving them the ball every time that I got it. Like, I have never seen anything like how they have that much flash and speed and don't capitalize on it. Look, they, I think they're in a position where there's a lot of mouths to feed, and they were down there starting center last week, and they're playing on the road. And there's a, here's another stat I've got for this one. I gotta flip this, fit this in here. I'm not a big trends guy, but this trend is shocking, Scott. After playing in Chicago, the Lions come back and they're 14 and two to the over since 2006 when they're off of a game in Chicago. They just stink in Chicago, which is where they were last week. They're not used to playing on the road. They're not used to playing outdoors. When they come back to the dome, they're just so much better. In fact, when they play at home after playing Chicago, they've gone over the total in 12 of the last 13 games. So again, I'm not a big trend player like that, but I just think this offense is going to get back on track and there are a lot of mouths to feed and Ben Johnson was like the hot name early on in this cycle and he's cooled off a little bit of his offense and struggled specifically uh, Jared Goff but I think when you have that run game to lean on and you got a tight end to lean on things are going to come a little bit easier against this Broncos defense. Do you think they're legit in the playoffs like all these games that they're losing in the regular season and all this Packers Bears and I'm on the over with you like th those numbers you just gave me I'm like I'm betting it right now as I speak but are they legit in the postseason or are they posers uh, I, I don't think they're legit, um, but the, that's the great thing about the playoffs this year, especially in the NFC, is when you get past like a team like the 49ers, maybe the Cowboys to some extent, like who are the great teams, right? Who I think the Lions can be competitive, but they're not an elite team. They're not like a team that I would think could actually make a run through the NFC to get it to the championship game and win that and make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, but they're going to be fun and they're going to be entertaining and hopefully they don't throw up on themselves and uh, as long as we get a good game out of them I think they're worth you know get into the playoffs and see what happens I think I think they could provide some excitement when we come back we're gonna hit all the games for Saturday and Sunday with Warren Star. sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com across america bp supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing jobs like building grid scale solar energy in ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. the unequaled Warren Sharp from sharpfootballanalysis.com at sharpfootball on X and you see him every Thursday our uh, segment is just unequaled by anybody anywhere you gotta love it from the MGM National Harbor Warren it's time to dive into these games we've already talked about uh, Denver and Detroit so let's shift gears Bengals in the jungle against the Vikings. Justin Jefferson going to be able to go, apparently, with the chest uh, that he banged up last week. Bengals laying three. Forty's the number in the Queen City. It's actually surprising the Minnesota Vikings have not lost a game by more than three points since week six. So they've been very competitive in these games. In large part, it's been Brian Flores' defense has been getting the job done and keeping these games close. Hence that disgusting game we talked about earlier where the Raiders played the Vikings last weekend and finished three to nothing. Um, I'm looking at this game. Obviously, we know that we got new quarterback in the door here. And we know that he does not have a lot of experience playing at the stage, but much more of a pocket passer and I think that we've got two young quarterbacks Jake Browning going up against Nick Mullins I think that we're going to get some solid defensive effort here we're going to get the Bengals to step up their terrible defense but I think they do step up a little bit here on that side of the football I would be leaning a little bit towards the under don't really have anything on this game from a props or bet perspective uh, but I think the zone blitzes that the Minnesota Vikings like to utilize here will challenge Jake Browning. He has not faced that very much this year. We'll have to see. Now, we know that Joe Burrow was great against them. Joe Burrow and this offense has a track record of having success against zone blitzes, but there have just been seven dropbacks all year thus far. I know it's not a massive sample size, but Jake Browning has gone up against zone blitzes. He has not faced them very often. I'll be interested to see how he does on Sunday. The Steelers are playing uh, at Lucas Oil against the Colts Saturday as well. So you got the three games, Denver, Detroit, Minnesota, Cincy, and the Steelers, Colts. The Minnesota, Cincy games at 1, Steelers, Colts at 430. The Denver, Detroit game is at 815 East. So the Colts are laying one and a half, 42 is the number. Watt and Highsmith have both cleared concussion protocol. 
Frankly, they're the only two good players with Minka on that team. Uh, the Steelers are awful. The loss to Arizona, pathetic. Uh, the loss right after that to the Pats was even worse. I think their season's over. I think they lose here. You do? Well, I trust your take on Steelers being that they're your best, uh, your favorite team, but I'm looking at this game and I'm seeing a Steelers defense that is getting a little bit healthier compared to what it was last week. And we know they got abused a little bit and were embarrassed and had a long week to think about it. And this is a spot that I just think Mike Tomlin usually rallies his troops, gets the most out of these guys in a spot like this where they're the road underdog uh, going into hostile territory in front of a national TV audience on Saturday afternoon. I would look for the Steelers and potentially a teaser like to have some value. You just have to figure out that other partner to pair it with. But I think the Steelers aren't going to get blown out here. I think this game is going to be relatively close. Um, and when I look at the other side of the ball with Carter Minshew, I'm not impressed. I mean, the, the book is out a little bit on how to defend this offense of the Indianapolis Colts. Um, I don't know. The Steelers defense is elite. Like you said, they're not that great, but they're not that bad either. Um, the struggles, though, will be against Michael Pittman. I think the wide receiver from the Indianapolis Colts. He's going to have a ton of targets. This guy continually just seems to catch like 9, 10 passes every single week. I look at his over in receptions because the Steelers are playing a lot more man this year than they normally do. And Michael Pittman is targeted on 33% of his routes when he plays man coverage versus only 25% of his routes when he plays zone coverage. Steelers playing a lot more man, more targets to Pittman. I look for his receptions over. The Colts had won four until they laid that egg in Cincinnati last week. It was 14 all. Then they ended up getting blown out. All right, let's look at Sunday and ship gears, and we'll start at the dog pound with the Bears and Browns. Cleveland laying three thirty-eight and a half is the number. Yeah, the fun part about the Cleveland Browns, the fun story is Joe Flacco, right? Comeback player of the year, potentially. Guy comes out of nowhere off of his couch, comes in, plays really well for the team. Now they're throwing the football a lot more. Now they're signing him to a new contract as well. So they like what they're getting out of Joe Flacco. But I think there's this, uh, I don't know, this misinterpretation, but people are saying about his big arm that like, okay, now we've got these explosive plays down the field. Now we've got Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco has been worse throwing the ball 20 plus yards down the field than both uh, Walker, P.J. Walker, as well as Deshaun Watson. If you look at his numbers, he is worse. The only quarterback in Cleveland that he's been better than was DTR. DTR was the worst in the NFL. Out of 48 qualifying quarterbacks, Flacco ranks 45th in EPA per attempt on passes 20-plus yards down the field. He's completed only 3 of 14. Small sample size, understood. But now he's going up against the Bears defense. It's actually better than a lot of people think. The Bears have a solid defense. What I think that the Browns need to do a little bit more here is throw the football to their running backs. Throw it short. You can't run the ball very easily against this Chicago Bears run defense. I know the Lions had success doing that. You're not the Lions run offense. You lost another player along your offensive line. You've got injuries there. You're down to backup running backs. I don't think you're going to get a lot out of the ground game if you're the Cleveland Browns. To support Joe Flacco, and because some of these deeper passes have not been hitting home, let's throw the ball a little bit more to Ninjoku, and let's run the ball, uh, sorry, let's throw the ball a little bit more to 
your running backs out of the backfield. I think those are the keys to success for the Cleveland Browns here. A lot of sharp money, though, is coming in on the Chicago Bears, taking them at plus three and a half when it was there. Uh, so this is a game where I think there's going to be a little bit sharp money on both sides. If this line drops down below the three, we're going to see some more Cleveland Browns money, in my opinion. Speaking of puking on yourself, the Packers blew that game after they took the late lead at Snoopy against the Giants and Tommy Cutlets. Now they're home at Lambeau against Baker and the Buccaneers. Green Bay laying three and a half. 41 and a hook is the total in Green Bay. Man, I, I, the Tommy Cutlet story is just hilarious and great and, and, and fun for all. Uh, I think it's awesome. But as it relates to the Packers, yeah, they got embarrassed for sure on a national stage. Now they have to come back on a short week. Uh, get it done against Tampa Bay. But have you looked at that injury report for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? I mean, this Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense is still dealing with losses left and right at all levels of the defense. I don't think Vita Vea practiced yet today. They're down in starting linebacker. They're down multiple guys in their secondary. I haven't seen the updated injury report today if they're going to get any of these guys back, but those those guys were out last uh, last week and yesterday. Um, opportunity here for Jordan Love in this offense to get back on track. They need to if they want to continue their playoff aspirations down the stretch. Uh, for Tampa Bay, I mean, they're still alive in the race down in the NFC South as well. Uh, so this game is going to be uh, a, a tough game. I don't love the coaching and the philosophy of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They still continue to run the ball far too much for my liking on early downs on first down and don't have a lot of success in doing so uh, but I've bet absolutely nothing in this game yet no props no sides uh, and, and no total yet Tennessee home at Nissan against the Texans Tennessee laying three 37 Tennessee coming off the big upset win last week and a big one for Will Levis as well no one saw that coming against Miami no, and they did get fortunate in some respects. Uh, you, you had the starting center for the Dolphins go down mid-game. You had Tyreek Hill go down during that game. And for whatever reason, I don't know. Everybody's got their flaws, even guys that are almost perfect. And Mike McDaniel decided to go with this run-first philosophy and approach where instead of throwing the ball against one of the weakest pass defenses in the NFL of the Tennessee Titans, he kept running the football uh, into the teeth of this good run defense that the Titans have. Um, if you have a backup quarterback and C.J. Stroud is out of this game, I absolutely expect Bobby Slowick to do the same thing, and that's a mistake, but they're going to run the ball a lot if Davis Mills is back there. I know that they've seen Davis Mills before, but Davis Mills is a far cry from C.J. Stroud. You're down some receivers as well. I think they're going to up the run game here. We might get Jeffrey Simmons back for the Tennessee Titans. I'm not positive there either. Check the injury report if he's back, but I don't think they're going to have a lot of success running the football here uh, on the road against the Tennessee Titans. I don't love laying points at home with Mike Vrabel's squad, but I do think that this is an opportunity for the Tennessee Titans to have some success running the football against this Houston Texans defense. It's better against the run than it has been in the past, but also look out for DeAndre Hopkins going over his longest reception. It's something he's done time and time again, and this Houston Texans secondary has fallen on a little bit of tough times. You're going to have one or two deep shots that are probably going to connect from Levis to D-Hop, just like we've seen pretty much every single game that they've played together. How do you think the Jets will do against that eight and a half that the Finns are laying and Tyreek's ankle has got to be a problem. 
Well, it is in the offensive line. They might be only one season opening starter on that line healthy for the Miami Dolphins. And I think it's a big problem, Scott. I truly do. This Jets team ranks number one in pressure rate. And Tua, since week eight, has been the worst quarterback, the most sensitive quarterback to pressure of any in the NFL. His statistics when he has been pressured are really bad. He ranks number 36 in success rate, number 33 in EPA per attempt when he's pressured. If these Jets are able to get pressure on him, I think he's going to struggle, uh, especially if they don't have Tyreek Hill fully healthy on the field. I expect a lot of usage of Jalen Waddle. I expect them to try to run the football a lot here. Uh, now a chain's back, and they've got Raheem Mostert as well. But I'm just worried about this Dolphins offense in this spot. And you've got this Jets team that's basically offensively playing with nothing to lose. Zach Wilson threw for over 300 yards last week. That's something that, you know, doesn't typically go to Together, Zach Wilson in 300 yards passing. Uh, now he gets to go and try to do so against the Miami Dolphins. I would not be laying it here with the Dolphins whatsoever. Um, I would be leaning a little bit towards backing the Jets, but I have not pulled the trigger yet. I need to see some of the final injury reports here, particularly for this Dolphins offense. Do you think Kansas City can cover a big eight spot at New England? I think it's going to be tough, but the one thing that the Kansas City Chiefs do have going for them is that the Patriots just are not getting pressure. They're, if you look at the stats, they're one of the lowest pressure rate teams in the NFL this year, and they're really good stopping the run. Well, if Pacheco is out, I would be dropping back to pass a ton if I'm Patrick Mahomes. You're not going to get pressured a ton. You're not going to waste plays running the football against a good run defense. Just short passes, dink and dunk, utilize all your weapons. Uh, I assume that Bill Belichick will try to take away Travis Kelsey in some way, shape, or form. I'm not laying it here with the Chiefs, that's for sure, uh, because I do think that this game is tight and lower scoring, but I think the Kansas City Chiefs need, just need to take a pause, take a deep breath. They got really flustered after that game last week. Just let Patrick Mahomes throw the ball 40, 45 times underneath and try to pick apart this defense through the air rather than trying to run their head into a brick wall on the ground. How about the Giants? You like them getting six in New Orleans? Well, I don't like that, uh, but I'm not laying it with the Saints, that's for damn sure. Uh, the Saints, uh, even though they're going up against Tommy Cutlets, they got injuries themselves, and I look at this Giants team, they're finding their role, and the Saints play a lot of man coverage. That should prevent some, uh, provide some opportunities for Cutlets to scramble. We've seen him utilize his legs against man coverage defenses. Those uh, DBs have their back turned to the quarterback. Take some free yards, my friend. Uh, you know, get some rushing yards and sleep well in mama's uh, house, you know, uh, get some cutlets when you get back there. You might as well. Everybody loves chicken cutlets. When we come back, we'll talk about the Sunday nighter Baltimore and Jacks and the Monday nighter Philly and Seattle. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. decided that the Niners-Arizona game should be canceled. Uh, Niners are laying 12 and a half. Uh, we refuse to talk about it. Let's talk real quick about Atlanta at Carolina. They're laying three. Yeah, five of the last six games, the Carolina Panthers haven't scored more than three points in the first half. This team just cannot score points. And then have you looked at the weather, Scott? This weather is going to be terrible, at least as of right now. We're talking drenching rain, 18-mile-per-hour winds, gusts up to 51 by some of my metrics. I am seeing this game is going to be, I bet, under 17 in the first half. Um, I would still look to take some unders in the full game number at this point because I think that this game, if the weather looks like it's going to. We've got a dome team going out there. It could be problems scoring the football. Alright, Sunday night in Duval County. What a game. Lamar Jackson and the Ravens take on Trevor Lawrence and the Jags. I thought the Jags kind of slept walk that game last week. Yeah, they did, and and I've got my concerns, though, about the Ravens in this spot here. It's, it's not great. They got game on deck against the 49ers. This is a more important game to them, being that it's in the same conference. Uh, but, you know, going to Florida is never an easy trip for the, some of these teams late on this season, and the wind is supposed to be there. You're still without Mark Andrews. Uh, I just have some concerns. This line, something, something feels off to me in this line. I would be looking to the over, but for the fact that it does look like we're going to get some wins here in Jacksonville as well. So pay attention to that. Monday night, is Philly finally going to win a game? They're laying three and a half at Lumen against the Seahawks in Seattle. I need to know what's going on with this defense, Scott. This Eagles defense, they're allowing 402 yards per game over the last seven, worse than the NFL. They're allowing drives that score touchdowns on 28% of their drives, worse than the NFL. This defense better come to play. I think Geno Smith is going to be up, but they're going to be in for a tall test on the road in Seattle where I think they've lost like game after game after game. It's going to, it is a tough one to handicap. We'll talk more on Monday on Sports Grid. Uh, you're a badass. Great job today, you and Sammy. Cheers, Malone Yarnell. We'll see you again soon. Thanks. From the MGM National Harbor, uh, there he is. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.